Authentic connections, what are, what are they to you? Come and join us on Uplift today. We've got a great show for you. to Uplift, uplifting conversations that set your heart on fire. My name is Sarah Wade. I'm joining you from Perth and Western Australia, and it's a pleasure as always to have my beautiful co-host, Mr. Neil Russell. Thank you, Sarah. I'm really stoked and super excited. It's been a long time since I've had an opportunity to chat with my friend Scott Chilling, so I'm really excited to learn more about what he's got going on because he's always got something going on. And uh, my name is Neil Thrussell, Calgary, Alberta, and I'm uh, the co-host of The Uplift Show. And I'm an author and I released a book last week, but we can talk more about that as we get to the show. Scott, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. I'm, I'm honored to be here. So I always thought Scott was an intelligent man, but as I was talking backstage with uh, Sarah in the green room, I originally met Scott, who's from Dallas, I think it's Dallas, Texas, in a November, and he flew up to Canada in November. I was just thinking, that's not so smart, Scott. <laughs> well, I knew I was going to meet you, so therefore, that's what made it smart. <laughs> And it was fun because if I remember, it was like, I, I think I you were one of the first, if not the second person I had met at this conference that we were at there. And I introduced myself as like, hi, I'm Neil Thrussell. I teach heart, I teach heart-based connection. And it was like, you went blink, blink, blink. And it's like, oh, I'm Scott Schilling and I teach heart-based selling. And it was like, boom. <laughs> Yeah, that was it, pretty much. Marriage made in heaven. Wonderful. Yeah, it, was, it, was really, it was really easy. We were we were automatically aligned, and uh, it just uh, has made for a great friendship for a lot of years now. Absolutely. So, Scott, you've got as the authentic connector. What is an authentic connection in your mind? Well. The, where it came from is I've been blessed enough to do 3,000 live events uh, throughout my career. And so I've shared the stage with every name you know, um, even though you might not know my name, that, that wasn't my task at the time. Uh, but because of that, I got to spend tremendous amounts of time with some true world changers. And what you find out over time, first of all, like coming out of Dallas, Texas and coming from a uh, an influence of Mr. Zig Ziglar. Zig wrote the book, See You at the Top. I read it at a very young age. And there was a quote in that book that set my mantra and my path on course immediately. And that was, you can help, you can have everything in life you want when you help enough other people get what they want. And so it was both a positioning statement and a, a really a, 
a heart set statement. And so for me, it's, you know, being blessed to meet and, and share the stage with a, a tremendous number of really cool people. And then being able to have conversations with people and the chances of you needing what I do when we first meet is maybe 5%, but the chances of you needing to know something I know or someone I know is probably 95%. So I always suggest that people become an asset to everyone they meet, asset being a five-letter acronym for a spontaneous servant every time. Come from a place of becoming a spontaneous servant, the rest takes care of itself. So, um, you know, just talking to Sarah earlier in the in the green room and, and talking about some charities. Well, now I know I've got connections in some charities. I've got connections in some things. So it's it's authentic connection is is listening to one side, hearing what they have to potentially solve problems, hearing another side, potentially hearing their problems, and then making the suggestion that maybe they might want to meet. And if they do, then you put them together. Yeah, wonderful. Scott was the first person that I'd ever seen in an email put as part of his signature line, how may I support you or be of service for you? Right. I don't remember. remember what Please I let me know how I can be of service. Yeah. And this was... I don't know, we've known each other at least 10 years. This was before anybody had ever, Scott was the very first person. And I discovered that Scott actually because <laughs> there's people out there in the world that'll put lots in their signatures, but they don't mean it. And you go and call them on it and it's done. It's It, it was funny because one of the, I mean, I've been doing that, I, I bet you probably 25 years. Well, whenever Al Gore invented the internet, I started using that as my, as my tagline. Uh, and I remember sending it, sending an email to somebody one day and they saw that and they said, uh, what do you mean by that? And I said, I mean what it says. Please let me know how I can be of service. Well, what's your angle? <laughs> there is no angle. I can't control whether you take advantage of the offer or not. The only thing I can control is my outbound offer. My offer is sincere. If I can be of service, let me know. That's the extension of being an asset to everyone you meet. And you, there's so many people, I think, that we've come across in, in the industry who are inauthentic and, and the fact that, you know, you're sticking to your guns and it's been like this for 25 years, it says so much about you. What's something that most people don't know about you? Well, let's see. That I walk my dog pretty much every morning. No, the, uh, the uh, I don't know. What, what don't they know? They don't, I think. Sometimes people think when you've been on big stages and you've been in big arenas and, and you've had all these things that all of this has been really easy and it's what you actually wanted to do. And the reality is the only thing I've really wanted to do is serve more people and solve more problems. And the, the benefit of not trying so hard to get onto those stages has allowed me to get onto those stages. <laughs> because I've ultimately been blessed to serve a lot of people and, and solve a lot of problems. And that's the, 
I, I don't think if you really, um, to answer the question, what don't people really know? I don't think they really know how many people I've been in front of or how many events I've done or, or how many people I've served. Cause I don't, I don't talk about that stuff much. Yeah. It's interesting in a world where, you know, we're taught to show sort of certain things and maybe show bank account details or so many other things. I find it interesting what people like yourself and, and, and Neil and I share, you know, where, where that tip of the iceberg falls for you. So thank you for sharing how heart centered and, and sharing and caring you really are. It's a beautiful thing to have a genuine person like this on our show. So thank you for joining us. No, Speaking you. of Sure. Anyone watching us live or in replay, we appreciate you too. I cut you off, Scott. Go. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I actually had it in a, a presentation not long ago that I said, do you have to be a Pulitzer Prize winner to have an impact with a book? Absolutely not. Do you have to be the best known speaker name in the industry to be successful? Absolutely not. In fact, not all that many people probably know my name. That's not been the the desire. The desire has been to positively impact lives. Now, what I can assure you is the lives that I positively impact know my name. That's far more important than the rest. And, and I know your name and I consider myself, count myself lucky in the blessings because it was a stroke that you decided to go have an experience of a stroke. Uh, I don't know how many years ago, and you, you, if I remember right, you had just finished taping a program with Mark Allen or something like that, and then things went south on you. Yeah, we were doing an infomercial shoot, and we decided to go out and have lunch, so we were going to Bubba Gump's in uh, at Universal City Walk in L.A., and got, got off the shuttle, walked about 10 feet, and my legs stopped. And I told my right foot to move and it said no. And I told my left foot to move and it said no. And I realized I was standing on two tingling stumps from just above the knees down. Uh, started to become disoriented, falling back a little bit. Luckily, there was a rail. I was walking with seven people. One of them slid a chair underneath me. I fell into the chair. And uh, one of the people walking with me, I was walking with seven people, three of them doctors. Coincidence? I think not. Uh, he spun around and he said, Scott, what's your phone number? I said, 817-239. Why would you ask me that? Can't you see I can't walk? Oh, no reason. Well, there was a reason. I was cold. I was gray. I was clammy. I was sweating profusely. I was in the middle of a full-blown cerebellar stroke. And uh, for those who don't know, the cerebellum controls speech, memory, fine motor skills, walking, talking, vertigo. By the grace of God, you see me like this. Ab absolutely and yeah it was we had quite the conversation after that and as to you had um for some it would seem a miraculous recovery a miraculous recovery <laughs> but as scott and i talk about it no we believe that god had other plans for you so just get your butt out of here scare the heck out of you that job's done now we get on with your work <laughs> that's exactly it, it was a, a wake-up call and um, I made a declaration to God, quite frankly. I said, I'm done being a hired gun except for three things. Share messages of hope and inspiration. Teach and train others to do the same. And build your kingdom. Other than that, I'm done. I mean, 
I get you saved me. I take no credit for it. And um, what you what you learn when you come through an experience like that is, again, what's really important in life. And the fact is, being of service to people is what we've been put on the planet for. And, and quite frankly, my platform, I believe, is to raise respect, honor, and dignity on the planet, is do what I can do. We don't have to agree with each other, but we should respect each other's position. We should honor each other for having it. And we do that. We dignify the situation. Well, if we do that enough, the world comes together. I'm speechless because I cannot. I'm just like, yes, yes. <laughs> so what's really important in my life? I've got a question. Yeah. You know, um, my lovely wife, my my kids, uh, my friends, um, family, people, you know, um, I think it's really important that we invest in each other. I give, this sounds like such a in, weird example, but I was at a grocery store yesterday and I had a, one Coke and a bag of chips in a cart. And there was a Muslim woman in line in front of me with two 12 packs of soda holding them without a cart. You could see it was weighing on her and all that. And I said, would you like my cart? I can certainly hold the chips and the, cause this is all I'm getting. Would you like the cart? And she said, you would, we could share it. And I said, we could but we don't have to, you can have it all. And, and she goes, well, if I could put these down, that means I could get the muffins I was going to have to come back for. I said, well, if you have any extra, you know, I, you don't get to be my size without eating, you know? <laughs> and so we were just, goof, we were goofing around having fun in line. And it turned out that she grabbed a few more things, put them in the cart. And when we got up there, she just spun around and said, thank you so much. Now I, I only share that because it was so it was so easy to do. And I I actually thought about it for a second. Should I offer? Gosh, what if she turns me down? What if this what what if I stop thinking about yourself? What about her? Right? And and so when it happened, it was like, all right, that was good. You know, just what if we all had that random act of kindness here and there? And I it sounds I'm it sounds weird because I'm calling it on myself, but I actually had the hesitation of whether I would do it or not myself. We all get that. Just bust through. Her smile was worth all of it. Absolutely. And without any without any payment or anything, you were paying, uh, to some degree, you were paying it forward. You were paying forward kindness, the simplest act. Well, that's the thing that most people forget. I mean, you know, there you are up in the great white north, right? And Sarah's down down under. And yet we can all smile and we can bring joy to each other around the world. And and now that we have technology like this, that we can do those kinds of things. Well, there's only two answers in life, and I don't use one of them. It's hell yes and hell no. And so when you said, hey, can can would you join us on the show? It's a hell yes answer. What what a great opportunity to have some fun. 
absolutely and and kudos to you because it's later in in texas and there's you know it's could be there's monday night football isn't there's two games going on would you like to know the scores i've been watching up until now (laughs) and yeah so thank you because yes how can can i be of service is i just asked scott hey do you want to come on the show he he really didn't even ask what the show was about he just went yeah okay well, I, I know with you, I, I didn't need to know what the show was about. We've known each other long enough. And I looked at Sarah's, uh, I was stalking her a little bit, I got to tell you. But no, I was looking at, <laughs> at a lot. <laughs> no, but I was looking at, and it's just, when when you find people that want to do great things, you, I personally want to do anything I can to support you to do great things. I mean, that's what it comes down to. What an asset you are. <laughs> well, thank you. So we're trying out something different on our show. So we're getting close to the 20-minute mark. So we're just wanting to know, what's the best place or the best way for people to get a hold of you if they want to know more about Scott? Well, if they want to know more about me and, and the things that I do, go to hub, H-U-B, dot, theauthenticconnector.com and if you want to reach out to me it's scott at theauthenticconnector.com i'm not that hard to find excellent so just as an aside what is theauthenticconnector.com well again what i what i really want to do is is i'm very fortunate neil you you know and sarah you're learning to know but i'm an international speaker I'm a trainer, I'm a coach, I'm a media host. I've been fortunate enough to be a best-selling author and I'm actually a sales advocate. I actually do things in behalf of others. So when you go to hub.theauthenticconnector.com, you'll see a little bit of that. And uh, if there's anything that's attractive to you, there's a, you know, there's some uh, a video of me speaking. You can actually see me on stage. You can, um, see pictures of past events and things like that. And there's resources there. There's all sorts of different things. Again, it's meant to be of service to those who attend. Awesome. And it's, and it's interesting because Scott, another event that I, Scott and I attended, um, Scott had been on, various large stages and we were at a much smaller more intimate gathering and Scott's hand was up like a grease lightning fast as a flash when somebody would somebody had forgotten to get something and Scott was like oh I'll get this and I'll do this and I'm like this to me shows an incredible heart-based person when they're willing to set that they could have let other people do it because of a position of authority or knowledge or egocentric views there's other people that could have done this but scott was just like nope no you know there's hey i'm no different than anybody else i've been blessed and fortunate to have some great opportunities along the way uh i learned to be of service watching a man zig ziglar be one of the most amazing, humble leaders there are. Um, 
Jim Rohn, Zig Ziglar. You know, I'm no better than anybody else. You've had some incredible, just though, just listing those two are, are incredible mentors and to see, to, to, yeah, to be in there, just those were incredible men. Absolutely. I've been, I've been blessed. The one thing that I would encourage anyone to do if they want to learn anything in any specific area is find the best of the best in that area and retain them, follow them. You know, I mean, if you like their model and you like their heart, now there are, there were people that I thought I wanted to follow until I really got to know them. And I realized I wanted nothing to, I had no desire to be around them. Yeah. So you, you got to find the right mentors, but when you find them, the, the good ones are really good ones. Um, one of my mentors, Satyan Raja, um, would affectionately say, if you want to find out how enlightened someone is, kick them in the shins. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a good technique, <laughs> and you you find out quickly because the humanness come comes in, or or the other one is stand backstage when they come off of stage and see how they treat the people around them. That's a very true one. I again, one of the blessings is being in the green room with some of the best of the best, and just having them say. I'm no different than anybody else. I've just had this opportunity or that opportunity or this happened in my life. And so it's, it's really interesting that, but you can also, you also hear who the less than good ones are. You know, they, they are not quite as authentic as you, as you'd like to have. I met one guy's niece, every city we went to, it just was a different niece. It was amazing. <laughs> So what's you you appear to have structure and drive is it from a, a, a your life purpose or what what was it did you have an epiphany or how did you come to have such strong beliefs in what it is that you wanted to do Well I think I think part of it is I grew up a five sport athlete um, and playing a lot of athletics you know, there's a lot of coaching that goes on that way. I was very fortunate to play Big Ten football at the University of Iowa for Coach Hayden Fry. Go Hawks. Okay, no Hawk fans in the crowd. Fine. Uh, the, but the uh, um, I learned so many life lessons from Coach Fry. Quite frankly, I still use to this day. And I think that that's the thing. when you When you have people who invest in you, and, and you see that pattern, um, you know, you want to keep it going. So then you get into business and you kind of follow a, a similar path. You know, you get mentors and you, I'm very blessed to be around Jack Canfield quite a bit for many years and Mark Victor Hansen and Brian Tracy and Harv Ecker and so many more. Um, and you, it, success leaves clues. You know, you, you get around really amazing people and it's and just be observant and it's amazing what you find out so that's that's a big part of it i think the the reality is and then as you uh, mature a little bit 
that's code word for getting older. Uh, <laughs> you start to you start to realize that uh, what life's really all about, and and how you can um, give back. I said one thing to everyone. I've written checks to nineteen mentors across my career, and I said the same thing to everyone when I started. Give me everything you got. And my commitment is I won't keep it. I'll share it with my students and my clients. And I think if you go into it that way, it's pretty amazing that they will. And if anybody would say that to me, I would do the exact same thing because others have done it for me. It's almost selfish, isn't it, to hold it back for yourself and not to, to give that gift to other people when it's do you know it? On that, yeah, it's very are much there so. Genuine or inauthentic ways to do that. Well, I think you know. What the, are your the fact is, I think if you're not if you're not releasing what you learn, if you're not working to expand the planet, exp expand others, you're really coming from a lack mentality. And we live in an abundant world. We've got an abundant God. We've got an abundant universe. Um, why would you come from a place of lack? It doesn't make any sense. And so one of my mentors said it this way. He said, I'll give you everything I got for two reasons. Number one, you're probably not going to remember most of what I tell you anyway. But more importantly, number two, you're going to think you're so dang smart that you're going to change it and goof it up. So I have no problem with, with you trying to copy me. And I think when we, when we copy others, you know, we're, we're all influenced by certain things, whether it be our environment or those in it, so many things that we're personally interested in too. When we put out our own personal stance on it, it can absolutely enhance what we're doing for ourselves and when we share it with others with our twist gee it, it really can change and then there's the the flip side like you said scott you know of changing it too much that this doesn't work anymore um how do you find that balance how would you recommend that other people find that balance well it's interesting so i literally had one of my mentors come come into dallas a number of years after i had studied with him and i was out speaking. It happened to be my speaking mentor. And he said, Hey, I'm coming to Dallas. I want to buy you dinner. And I said, well, you haven't bought me anything. So I'm in. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, he said, uh, we went to uncle Julio's we we're into our second margarita. And he said, I've got to ask you a question. I said, what's that? He said, out of all the thousands of students that I've trained, you're the only one who did everything I instructed him to do. I need to know why. And I said, great, I will answer that for you if you answer two questions for me. And he said, sure, what's that? I said, how many dollars worth of checks did I write you? And he gave me a number and I said, yeah, that sounds about right. How many of them did you cash? He said, every one of them. I said, you now have the answer. Why would I pay you all that money to learn what to do and then not do it? He said, believe it or not, out of thousands, you're the only one who ever has. Yeah, that says a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, I wonder if anyone who's watching us again, whether it's live or in replay, have you ever done that? Have you ever bought a course or a program or even 
bought a book and it's just sat there on the shelf, partly read or partly used. Let us know. I know I have. I'm definitely guilty of that for a variety of reasons. Sometimes because it just didn't sit well with me. Other times because I've been distracted and forgot about it. All right. <laughs> well, for the it's industry called it shelf help. That's right. <laughs> that's that's shelf help. So. But I mean, it's it's interesting. Neil, I, I was actually showing. I was showing somebody earlier because somebody brought it up, but this is the material from one of my mentors that we started talking about uh, the other day, a friend and I, and I went and I grabbed five different um, folders of content from him. Yep. And he said, "You, how do you still have that? And I said, why would I ever get rid of it? I mean, it just makes no sense to me, you know? I think sometimes too it can make sense or not make sense at the time and you can sort of go through your life's personal process and come back to it and you're like oh now I get it I wonder how many times you've reread those files or those books and, and what sort of enlightenment process you've had from that spot well what was crazy is I went back into the first binder and I started reading stuff and I go gosh I say that like twice a week and oh man i use that all the time and oh really that's where i got that from and so it was really, <laughs> it, it's really funny when you go back see the, the brain is an amazing thing once you learn something you can never unlearn it the only thing it can do is it can move back is it is it can get out of top of mind and so having the resources and going back and reviewing and, and freshening up and things like that, you know, people, I know technology moves things fast and times are moving fast and all those kinds of things. But there are things that worked 45 years ago. You'll both have to take my word for this. There were <laughs> things that, were, that worked 45 years ago that still are the right way to do it today. And quite frankly, that's authentic connection. It, it's people think every sales and, and, and everything is an intellectual or tactical process in the brain. It's not. It's a relational, strategic, heartfelt process. So it's really, you got to take the 14-inch journey from your head to your heart. You've got to drop into this space and understand that when you're strategic and you're relational, it's amazing what happens. I mean, you get God bumps, you get that that God blast of energy that hits you that just, oh, it's like, what that feels good. Well, that's because you're connecting to your heart. Why wouldn't you want to be there? Absolutely. <laughs> so... At some point in time, I'll make the assumption that it was the shiny objects that you got you on stage. It was the money. And now you've moved to the, you know, the spiritual side. How is that different for you? Like, what do you think has changed in you? Well, there's, I think I've just, I've evolved. But believe it or not, the reason I, I went speaking full time was not for the money. That was the happy byproduct. And it 
very, it can be very, very good. Uh, I'm not denying that, but I was, I was sales training. I was teaching in front of rooms. I was doing those things anyway, but I felt that I could serve more people and I could, I could contribute to the world better if I was a professional speaker. I mean, everybody has a story. Everybody's story is unique. Everybody could be a storyteller to benefit other people. The one thing most people lack is want to. They just don't want to, or they don't have enough want to. I had want to. I, I wanted to serve more people. And the, the byproduct for exchanging more value is more value gets exchanged to you. And we can call that certificates of appreciation. Some people call it money. Right. I mean, when you when you provide more value, you get more value. So I really set out again to follow Zig's. You can have everything in life you want when you help enough other people get what they want. You help them first and then the exchange of value comes back to you. So that's what really set out. Now, that being said, after a near-death experience, after having two hips replaced, after, you know, a variety of other things that I've written about in one of my latest books uh, and lived through all of those, what you realize is, you know what? Resolve is an amazing thing. Desire is an amazing thing. Wanting to see people smile is an amazing thing. It doesn't take that much. And you don't, it, one of the quotes, and I say it every day at some point in the day, I've already said it today, but I'm going to say it again, that I love so much is Mother Teresa's quote, if you can't feed a hundred people, feed one. The, the metaphor there is simple. You may not become the greatest platform speaker in history. You might not be in front of 25,000 people in an arena. You might That might never happen to you. But if the one person you talk to in a grocery store and you communicate your message in such a way that it gives them the hope that they need for that day, that it, it helps them decide, decide to kick an addiction, it helps them to move forward. How does it get better than that? It's not about, this isn't a competition. You know, oh, I helped more people than you helped. That's not what this is about. The only thing that would be a shame is when we all get up to the pearly gates, we go, did you help anybody? <laughs> no, I was more interested in the other stuff. Hmm. Yeah, no, that, I'm, <laughs> I'm, allergic to, I'm allergic to lightning. I've already found that out. <laughs> Hey, I think we've all got something in common there. That's great. <laughs> oh, I love that there's um there's so many different ways that we can serve people and that your gift is that you shared was, you know, it could be to one or it can be to the many. And that's up to us. Now Neil and I work with a lot of um, up and coming coaches, and I'm curious to know what your message would be to them um, about maybe removing some stories or blocks 
books or for example you know my my daughter who's six when she's learning things like she knows that's her job is she's learning um and coaches kind of forget that I feel like adults we sort of forget that it's okay to fumble as we grow and learn what would you say to somebody who's starting up who wants to get on stages and, and to help more than one person or maybe you know 10 or 20 well again find find a good mentor that can help you learn learn the craft become good at the craft and but again it starts with want to when you got a big enough what you want to do and a strong enough why you want to do it the how to do it shows up so you know what do you want to do i i want to positively impact a billion or more lives on the planet cool why do you want to do it because god's granted me talents and capabilities that other people either don't have or choose not to use. How are you going to do it? It'll show up. Guess what? I'll get a call from this guy in Calgary that says, hey, I got a show. Would you join us on the show? See, we don't know. It. It's like people sit there and say, well, how many people watch the show? Got no idea. Well, did you? I don't know. I'm, I'm good at a lot of stuff. I'm terrible at reading minds. I can't tell you if only one person ever sees this show and it's the right person, we did good. See, that's what people get so wrapped around the axle about. It's like quantity, quantity, quantity. It's not about quantity. It's about quality. So again, everybody has a message. Even if two people go through the exact same situation, the way they've gone through it, the environmental situation. One had a very supportive spouse. One had a less than supportive spouse, but they both made it through the same situation. That means they both have different ways of, of communicating a message to serve somebody. You know, somebody who's, uh, I do a show every Tuesday night with, with a buddy who was terribly addicted to drugs and drinking and I mean, had a really hard section of his life. And now he counsels people and helps them break their addictions because he's been there. He knows what it's like. And so everybody has a story that will serve somebody. The only question is, the more stories you have or the maybe the more grandiose your story is, potentially gives you the opportunity to serve more people, but it's not about that. It's about serving who needs to be served. You know, the old, the old concept that when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Yeah. You know, if you've got a story that can serve, I actually have, I had a coaching client and, and she was really she wanted somebody to do a particular endorsement for her book because she thought she would sell more books. And the person said, go ahead and write the endorsement, send it to me. I'll read it. If I agree with it, I'll send it back and then you can use it. And she, and she goes, but it doesn't feel right because I actually wrote it. I said, good, then don't use it. Yeah, but I won't sell as many books. I said, oh, so you're after fame. And she goes, well, what do you mean? I said, well, the only reason you want the endorsement is to sell more books for your fame. She goes, no, I want to do more good. I said, oh, then you're after impact. She said, yeah. I said, good, then leave it off. 
She goes, but how will I get the impact if I don't have? I said, the reality is, are you after fame or are you after impact? If you're after impact and you give enough impact, fame will come. Let me give you an example. Mother Teresa. She never went after fame. But because of the impact she created, she became famous. So that's why today with all this influencer junk, you know, and, oh, I got 47,000 likes today because I said something really stupid. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Not my style. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so just to recap, um, this is still, whoop, this is the still right, the right best way to, to get back to, to Scott for those that have just <coughs> in and you want to uh, take the opportunity to connect with Scott, and I highly recommend it. Um, you can at the authentic connector and uh, or email him directly. It's Scott at the authentic connector.com. We've so got comments inside of Australia these days, Sarah. Sorry, I missed that. I heard something about Australia. Yeah, I just was wondering how it is around you in Australia these days. Oh, in terms, I'm sorry, I, my internet cut out. I missed some of that. Sorry, I have to ask you no, to just, back up a little bit further. <laughs> no, I was just uh, wanted to find out what it's like around your area in Australia these days. I'm asking um, you questions. The the landscape here is is interesting. I feel like we're in this juxtaposition between the old and the new in so many different ways. You know, we, we've come from, obviously, you know, people came to Australia with all these new things, like, like farming, for example, the way the Europeans farmed, it worked for them. They come to Australia, it doesn't really work here. And I think um, the, the more and more people that I talk to, especially sort of your age, it's been interesting because I'm just too old for personal development and they, they sort of stand back and they're not interested in it. But it's great for you young people. And I wonder why it wouldn't be great for them as grandparents to have this amazing influence on their children, to have this beautiful impact and to really share what an asset they could be to that to that child or to other people they're hanging around. So it's, it's a really interesting juxtaposition at the moment here between the old and the new um, and how we how we assimilate that to be our own. I think that's what's been really impressive and really important to see in other people. And I 100% agree the, um, the, the influencer model and, you know, the, the fame and fortune versus the impact, it's, they're, they're very two completely different ways of looking at things. And it's a wonderful, beautiful thing to see when they're both married together. Sometimes I think they're divorced, you know. <laughs> um, if you were to give someone that that um, encouragement, you know, don't get divorced, bring them together, is that possible? And, and what, what ways have you seen that in? Well, it's absolutely possible, and that's the that's really the point is there's never a time to stop learning. And there's never a time mm -hmm. to change. Um, I did a, a podcast in Australia probably two, three weeks ago. And the, the podcaster said, you know, we're probably 10 to 15 years behind the states in how we look at personal development and a variety of different things. And I said, great. That means you can learn from all the stuff we did wrong. 
and you can implement all the stuff we did right and you can serve more people more efficiently without as many mistakes see i don't think i don't think there's a thing called failure unless you include a four-letter word quit because failure is simply a learning process going forward in fact um i coach my clients five questions to ask in any situation to make it a learning situation what's the lesson what's the gift what did you do to create it how would you modify it next time to make it better how is this going to serve you the rest of your life so as an example i had a full-blown cerebellar stroke what was the lesson the lesson is when the back tailgate of your suv bangs you in the back of the head and it almost knocks you out go get checked out that's the first that's the lesson what's the gift i'm still alive what did i do to create it i threw the back deck up too fast ducked underneath it i put myself in the position what would you do to modify it sell that vehicle never keep anything that attacks you no <laughs> the, the uh be more careful how is this going to serve you the rest of your life well i'm going to tell i'm going to share the story to say having a headache for eight days is not normal go get checked out when you get a, a traumatic bang to the back of your head there's some pretty nasty circumstances that can come up i'm so phenomenally blessed to have lived through what i've lived through in fact i was told repeatedly we don't understand why you're alive and that's when i said i've got it all figured out it's god's grace mercy and favor and they said, well, that's as good an answer as we got. <laughs> and so the, the point is that, that either you use, there's nothing, there's actually nothing wrong per se. There's things that are less right. You're going to be <laughs> off course far more than you're ever on course. The problem or, or the goal is not to not be off course. The goal is to be less off course, less often, because you're always off course. If I was to get on a plane and either fly to Calgary or fly to Australia right now, and the trade winds were blowing, they're not going to come on the loudspeaker and say, we know you were headed to Australia, but, you know, welcome to Russia. <laughs> they're they're, they're going to course correct the entire way to make sure that we get to the end destination. And that's what a lot of people, and again, I think what you're dealing with in Australia, I mean, what got came to me intuitively when you said that, that, that people just go, oh, I'm too old to handle personal development. The reality is that's like saying you're too old to breathe because breath is life and so is personal development. The fact is you, you don't get to a point and get to stop. Ray Kroc of McDonald's used to have a saying, when you're green, you're growing. When you're ripe, you rot. <laughs> Why would you want to sit and rot? That makes no sense. So again, I mean, I think, Sarah, with what you're doing, especially there, you've got a, you've got a target-rich environment to positively impact lives. Help them see the after state 
And the after state is already being through the personal development and how much richer their life could be. And if they can accept how much richer their life could be, the how to get there will happen. Powerful. Powerful. And if this feels impactful to you to drop a comment, because I don't know about you, but I've got hair standing up on my arms right now. I'm absolutely loving what Scott has been bringing to us today. Thank you so very much. We appreciate that. Yes. Beautiful. Um, Go. No, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, I think uh, one of the... um, the, the things, yeah, between so my generation and my mum's generation is is that longevity, you know, um, you're seeing that story and, and really sharing it in one way or another because it, it impacts the next generation and the generation after. Um, she's actually recently been talking to people on their deathbed and taking their, like, a, a death doula notes and writing biographies for them. And it's been really curious to hear what she's learning about people of her generation and her mother's generation and how what what they want to share with the new generation. So if you're feeling like, you know, you're too old to, to do get into personal development, I don't know, you might want to listen to Scott, myself, or, or Neil or, or a mentor that you connect with and just dip your toe in, see if you like it. You never know. It could just be the next best thing. You won't know yeah, if you don't You know, know. Life, life is precious. You know, I, I learned that with what I went through and, Mm. you know, to have your, you know, your kids go, daddy, you you can't leave. You got to be here. And we lost a friend two days ago, 34 years old to cancer. I mean, it's, it's a shock. What's what, happens these days so again this is where the play full out understand that you are valuable whoever you are i mean the whoever hears this hopefully understands that you have value that you can positively impact a life or a life that now impacts many lives the continuation of that story about fame and impact. I said, what if you only sold one book? She said, that'd be terrible. But I said, wait, 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 I'm not done. What if you sold the one book to the person that became the next mother Teresa because of your book? She said, that'd be amazing. I said, that's impact. So you can't tell. I can't tell. You can't tell. None of us can. Nobody in the personal development area can tell who the one is going to be. But what I have found, if somebody has want to, if they want to make a difference, I'll give them everything. You know, I'll give them everything I got to to help them because they have the desire. They have that, Napoleon Hill said, you got to have a burning desire, that burning in your belly to want to make a difference. And so that's if you find people like that, those are the ones who are going to change the world for the better. I've got a question for our audience. How are you going to spread the kindness wave today or this week? Just have a think about it. Whether you let us know or not, we'd love to see that in your mind's eye and see where it goes for you. Oh, what a show. Love it. So- <laughs> 
Scott, who's on your who would who's it? Scott or the authentic connector? But who is which connection are you looking for? Who would you love to meet, whether it's for tea, coffee, um, just to sit around and have a conversation with? Who's on your I would love to have a conversation list with next? Um, you know, I, I think at this point, whomever could put me in a position where I could share the most messages that would create positive impact. I don't know that there's a particular person anymore. At one point, somebody asked me this question. I said, Richard Branson. And he said, I can arrange that in 62 days. And he did. <laughs> so um, the, I don't know that there's a particular person. I, I want to utilize, I want to play full out. I want to leave it on the field, which means I want to share as many messages to as many people that it can pos possibly positively impact along the way. And, um, you know, the, with podcasts these days, with shows like this, with um, there are stages coming back. Um, I just want to utilize the talents and capabilities I've been granted fully to hopefully inspire some others to want to do the same after, after me. I want to leave it on the field. Excellent. Thank you. So, Sarah... What is it? Tell you your flag. <laughs> who would who would you like to uh, if you could meet someone? Oh, I would absolutely love to meet an art therapist or an art psychotherapist by the name of Kathy Malcuriti. Uh, she has written a lot of books and and is just an absolute leader in the field. I think I would potentially struggle to, to bring words to mouth, but I've got a collection of books and they have absolutely impacted my journey as an art therapist. And I would love to spend more time with her and, and to help or to learn more from her in one way or another, which again, would enable me to help more people. So yeah, Kathy Malchiotti, when you're watching this, let's have a chat. <laughs> Awesome. I did actually find her recently and I reached out. So I'm looking forward to hearing back from her because it's a, a thing that we can do, as as Scott mentioned, you know, the internet is it's pretty amazing at the moment. Just reach out to those people. You never know. I know that I would never meet her if I didn't reach out. So Kathy Malchioti, come on Uplift anytime. <laughs> can pretty and much assure you you wouldn't meet her if she didn't know you wanted to meet her. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. And Neil, how about you? I want to meet uh, uh, Christopher Pellini. When he was 14, he wrote a series of books called The Aragon, so science fiction fantasy book. And I want to read to know how he, as a 14-year-old, wrote these books, self-published, went on to write four books that all became bestsellers, and then he took a 10-year hiatus, and he's just redoing it. So I want to know, just just casual conversation, just sit over beers or, or coffee and just to understand his writing process. And, yeah, there's lots of people that I'm, I'm going to need to see Scott's Rolodex because, yeah, I'd love to meet the, uh, Richard Branson. But the one that uh, Scott had just 
is Scott told me he's now a friend with was Nick, and I don't want to ruin his last name. Boyacich. Yeah. To me, when I discovered him on the internet, I don't know, 15 years ago, whatever it was prior to him being married, prior to him, it, and he was, yeah, I was just like, this guy is just an incredible inspiration. And yeah, I would just like to sit and have a casual conversation with him. He's a um, he's an amazing guy, who, you know, I mean, here's a, he, he, as he says on stage, isn't it amazing? Somebody born with no arms, no legs, becomes the hand and feet of God. Yeah, pretty amazing. Abs we would love to know too, like if you're watching this live or replay, please let us know who you would be interested in meeting. I don't know, maybe we could make that happen for you. But again, you never know unless you ask. And uh, I can't believe it. We're 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 at the hour where we're where we need to wrap up the show. It's gone so fast, and. If I could leave our viewers, our listeners on live or replay with a thought, I would leave you with, you are worthy of all your dreams and aspirations. And sometimes all it takes is reaching out and asking for help to fulfill your dreams. And I ask you to be find the courage and the bravery to reach out and ask for the help put put it to words is there anything you would like to leave our viewers and listeners and by live and replay with scott you know i i just god never puts anything on your heart he doesn't ultimately equip you to fulfill so if if there's a dream and you go where did that come from it came from the right place and understand that you'll be able to fulfill that if that's what you focus on and that's what you learn to do and, and the desire you, you go. And I would encourage you find a, find a mentor, find people that, you know, have done similar things and ask, learn, you know, no, you'll find that, that most people who have accomplished anything of value will give back if you ask them to. Hmm. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for sharing your time and your pieces of information and your gift. It's been a pleasure, Scott. So thank you so very much for joining us on Uplift. And and for me, you know, start today. Like, don't wait till tomorrow. I don't know about you, but I really tomorrow never actually comes. So just do one little thing, one little thing in that right direction, and it will make so much difference over time, especially if you keep doing more and more little things or the big things too. So don't be afraid of either of those and go out and have conversations that truly inspire other people and yourself. Until next time, thank you for joining us. We appreciate you. Go check out our YouTube channel and subscribe. We will see you next time on Uplift. Take care. Take care. Thanks. See y'all. Yeah.